Welcome to the First Lady of Nutrition podcast. Anne Louise Gittleman is a New York Times bestselling author of over 37 books on diet, detox, the environment, and women's health. For more than four decades, Anne Louise has been regarded as a leading voice and visionary in nutrition and who has fearlessly stood on the front lines of holistic and integrative medicine. For more information, check out annlouise.com. That's A-N-N-L-O-U-I-S-E.com. And here's your host, Anne Louise Gittleman. Hi, my friends. Anne-Louise Gittleman here for the First Lady of Nutrition podcast. And today we're going to discuss coffee. Is coffee the new fountain of youth? I say definitively yes. And I'm going to be interviewing Andrew Salisbury, the president and founder of Purity Coffee, the fastest growing coffee company in the world. Andrew, so tell me, my dear friend, is coffee the new fountain of youth? Yes or no? Well, it's, it's certainly an interesting question, and I'm a little bit biased, but I would say yes, uh, <laughs> for quite a few reasons. And tell me why. Well, you know, the funny thing is coffee's been maligned for so long. I mean, it's been maligned from bad because of bad information, and also it's been maligned because coffee, like most other foods, is um, you have to really ask the question when people ask, is, is a product good for you or bad for you? You have to ask the question, well, you know, it depends. It depends how it's manufactured. It depends how it's made, where it's grown, the altitude, the cultivar of the coffee. And so um, I think it's been maligned because a lot of coffee has been substandard coffee. But but I'd say the reason why um, it really could be the fountain of youth, and I think, you know, that that have a, a huge aid in longevity, is the fact that coffee is the number one source of antioxidants in the American diet. And so that's amazing that nobody knows that. And the reason I wanted to ask you that question, there was this study that I just came across called 90 plus, and one of the facets of longevity was one to three cups of coffee a day. It wasn't vitamins, it wasn't minerals, it was coffee. So you right. think it's the antioxidant content. It's the it's the antioxidants. First of all, the 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 polyphenols and the antioxidants in coffee are very rich. It's a chlorogenic acid. Um, there's over nine different forms of of uh, chlorogenic acids in coffee, um, and it, that causes a reduction of inflammation in the body. And as you know, you know that one of the biggest sort of health issues is your body becomes more inflamed. You have various forms of disease and illness that are attached to that. And if you can get to the root cause, which is inflammation and reduce the amount of inflammation in your body, which antioxidants do, then, then you're going to see the, the health benefits that come from it. And I think it's one of the reasons why the health benefits of coffee are just so varied. I mean, you know, everywhere for anywhere from liver health to heart disease, to prevention of type two diabetes, to things as weird as gout. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it, it's really this, uh, um, this food that really impacts most areas of the body. And, uh, you know, that's... Well, that's... you know what I just read? It was the American College of Cardiology. There were three studies that proved that two to three cups a day were associated with a lower risk of heart disease and heart rhythms. So I yeah. think that that's, a, that's huge. That's just a huge, a huge plus for the, the coffee that you produce. Isn't that funny? I mean, for so long, I mean, doctors have been telling patients to avoid coffee if they've got heart problems. And yeah. in fact, the statistics show the, the exact reverse is true. Unbelievable. Heart failure, arrhythmia is dying for no reason. So yeah. do you drink coffee? 
I drink a little bit. <laughs> I drink. Uh, I, I've never been a coffee drinker, truth yeah. be told. But your wife was a big coffee drinker, wasn't she? She was. That's how we first started on the path of purity. But uh, she was having some health issues, as, as you know, and she was drinking a lot of coffee. And I was trying to persuade her at the time as a tea drinker to give up. Her, her <laughs> <laughs> and so and she sort of challenged me and said, you know, I'm not giving up my coffee without a lot of evidence. And so I went to get that evidence and then, you know, found out the opposite was true. So uh, she she won that fight. So tell me again, what's so great about coffee and what's so great about your company? It's called Purity. And tell me what's so great about it. Is it just that it's lower in pesticides and mold and mold is a big issue in coffee that nobody talks about? Um, there's a lot of different factors. So when I started um, this as a project, it was about 18 months in research and development, and I didn't know if there was going to be a business at the end of it. But what we wanted to do is we wanted to see what would happen if we made every decision based on health without any compromise, what would happen to the coffee? Would it be incredibly expensive? Would it be drinkable? You know, we just really didn't know because nobody had ever done that. And so in collaboration with the uh, University of Brazil and Adriana Farrar, who's a professor, one of the, the leading coffee experts in the world on coffee and health, we looked at every stage of the production chain from, you know, what sort of cultivar of coffee is likely to have more chlorogenic acids and does altitude play a part and does soil conditions play a part? And what about the ways to roast the coffee or process the coffee and how do we store the coffee? So in other words, we looked at literally every facet. And in the end, after 18 months, we had one bag of coffee, which we tested against, you know, the top 49 brands of coffee in the US. And we were, we were sort of testing to see had it worked? Had we actually done anything that we could measure? So we were looking for the uh, absence of bad stuff and the absence of bad stuff would be things like mold, pesticide residue, um, heavy metals. And these are the sort of toxins that, that unfortunately are, are in coffee that's poorly produced. And then we were looking for the presence of good stuff, which are things like the chlorogenic acids, the trigonaline, the chlorogenic lactones. There's lots of very good compounds in coffee that you should care about. And um, we were anywhere from two to 10 times higher wow. than any of the 49 coffees tested. So wow. it, to be honest, it's not a, I, I really hope that there's a lot more competition in this market because I don't think it's a, I think the corners are cut when it comes to the production of coffee that shouldn't be cut if um, there are health conscious consumers. And I expect there's going to be a lot of competition eventually in this market. And I welcome it because I think it'll it'll mean that there's a rising tide and everyone will be drinking healthier coffee. The First Lady of Nutrition podcast is brought to you by Purity Coffee with 65% higher levels of antioxidants than other organic coffees. Purity Coffee uses third-party labs to test for pesticides, mold, mycotoxins, and heavy metals. Purity Coffee also uses a proprietary roasting protocol that retains high levels of bioactive compounds and that have been linked to specific health benefits and is especially supportive of the heart and liver, which Anne Louise writes about in Radical Metabolism and Radical Longevity. Go to puritycoffee.com and enter coupon code ALG25 for 25% off your first order. That's puritycoffee.com and enter coupon code ALG25 for 25% off your first order. And now back to the podcast. Well, what I know of is the Bulletproof Coffee, which kind of opened up the coffee yeah. door, so to speak. But I don't think they're, are they totally organic? That's what I'm not sure about. 
no, they're not. And, you know, and, and obviously, you know, the, the first disclaimer, the first thing I would say is that I think that Bulletproof Coffee and Dave Asprey did a fantastic job. And, yes, and indeed. It, you know, letting people know that there is a problem with contamination in coffee. And they they were the first people to bring awareness to the fact that there's mold and mycotoxins in coffee. Um, they just didn't go beyond that, looking at the more positive compounds, but they did a very good job creating awareness in the market. So, you know, I have nothing but praise for them. Excellent. Um, well yeah. done. Well done, Andrew. What about the acrylamide issue? You know, we've looked at that and we've looked at it in, in depth. It's Acrylamide is is produced in, as the early, you know, in the early stage of roasting with the Maillard reaction. And so that's that's what happens with any carbohydrate. So, you know, if you brown a piece of toast and you see that golden uh, brown on a piece of toast, that is acrylamide or there is acrylamide there present. And um, based on Proposition um, 165, I think, or 65 in California. 65. Um, Yes, 65. It's recognized as a, a possible carcinogen. So we try to avoid it. And we do that with um, the roasting technology that we use as a smokeless roaster. And not only that, it's the, there's a way of, of bringing the roast up. It's all a, a marriage between heat and time that creates this acrylamide. So we pay attention to it. But truthfully, I don't think it's as big a deal as people make it out to be. I think it's more, um, you know, there's acrylamide. There's probably, I think it's around 100 times the amount of acrylamide um, in a single serving of French fries. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, it, sure, you should avoid it in your diet. But if you're not avoiding everything else in the diet, like if you're not eating toast, you know, I mean, so I, I think, it, you know, it's not, it's a bit of a storm in a teacup. It's not really... It's not really as concerning, but we do pay attention to it. What about decaf coffee? Do you or do you offer decaf? I, I I know the answer to that, but I want you to explain why that's still efficacious. Yeah, and we do, and and that was um, that was an important product for us to bring out, and it took us a while to make sure that the the process we were using for decaffeinating coffee didn't leach any of the antioxidants from the coffee. So. There's four methods of decaffeinating coffee. Only two are healthy. Um, the other one is uh, there's chemical processes like ethyl acetate, um, which is really just sort of chemically treating the, the, the coffee. The only two processes that are healthy is a thing called Swiss water, which is a very natural process using a carbon filter to remove the, uh, move the uh, caffeine from the coffee. And the other is critical CO2, which is a process uh, that they do in Germany. But it's, it's really just not, there's, there's no noticeable or measurable difference between those two in the end result. So, I mean, I, I think we probably have the best decaf available in the US for the simple reason that most companies use sort of decaf as a throwaway, meaning like it, whatever you've got left over, let's just throw it to be decaffeinated and, and you know, no one's going to care about that. And our, our attitude is the opposite. If you're drinking coffee for health and you are sensitive to caffeine, then you're actually a real taste tester. I mean, you're somebody who appreciates the taste of coffee because you're not drinking it for the caffeine. So we have, you know, bird set certified, you know, uh, Smithsonian certified, organic, um, regeneratively farmed, specialty grade coffee um, that's decaffeinated. So do you do you actually own a farm where all this is produced now? 
We do. And that was the next step. Um, you know, one of the challenges we had is we started to recognize all the things that created high antioxidants in the coffee. And there were things like very rich, fertile soil that came from organic regenerative farms. So we look for things like bird certified. We look for things for shade grown, hand picked, hand selected, because they were all indicators that the coffee was grown in its natural environment. Well, we've grown a lot um, and, and we found some fantastic producers, but really over the years, we've realized that what we need to do is we need to start uh, experimenting on the farm level and on the soil level. So we bought our first farm in Colombia uh, at Christmas time and, uh, and we're looking at another farm in Costa Rica, just so we can set a standard that we can apply to other farms that we buy from. Excellent. And I was looking at this little gift box that you had sent me around Christmas. And yeah. you combine the coffee with other ingredients. Can you talk to a little bit about that? We haven't. Um, we haven't. That's actually one of the things that we, we've tried to resist is, and I'm not sure what part you're reading. Um, it says uh, calm coffee and it said calm on the, on the label. Yeah. Uh, all we're trying to do is this is a reflection of the fact that, I mean, you know, when we first started talking this, you know, four years, five years ago, um, we've had a lot of a customer feedback. I mean, I think we've got now 20, 22,000 testimonials on our site. And wow. Yeah, which is amazing. And, and but but what's really valuable from these testimonials, and I read every single one with my wife every week, um, mm. is the, is the fact that the feedback that we've got is the way that the coffee makes them feel. So we decided on the rebrand. We wanted to talk much more about the feeling you're likely to get from the coffee rather than the 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 coffee itself. So our main flagship coffee from the original coffee is now called Flow because people talk about the absence of jitters, not having nervousness, not having acid reflex, and the, the coffee sort of drops them into flow. So that's really the, the, the focus of the, of the change. Do you, are you gonna offer a tea or it'll just be coffee for purity? We've, we've talked about it, but I think honestly, the, the, there's so, so much more that we can do with coffee. I feel like we're on the first rung of the ladder. And what you've seen you know, with the coffee we sent you, um, there's a coffee now that we've formulated for liver vitality. So working with, you know, Dr. Sanjeev Chopra, who's a hepatologist and um, a head of admissions at Harvard Med School, he's helped helped us understand which compounds are very effective with liver health. So we've worked with the farmers and with the roasters and with the doctors and scientists to formulate a coffee. So I think it's really the first rung. I think as people start to recognize that coffee is is great for health then they're going to start to drill down into specifics and what compounds could help with certain conditions. You know, while we won't make any health claims, we're just trying to take a beverage that people do every single day and make it as healthy as we possibly can. What about coffee enemas? I mean, we've looked, truthfully, we've got a, we've got a lot of people who use our coffee for that reason. The, we, we don't have enough scientific, um, we've got a lot of anecdotal information that says it's positive. We don't have enough scientific or medical studies for us to come out with a brand that would be specific for that. But we have talked to people about white labeling because we could create a coffee that's very specific um, in compounds that would work well with coffee enemas. So all I can say is anecdotally, we've, we've heard very positive things. Um, it hasn't yet, we don't have the, 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 the support yet on the scientific side. So maybe you could send me some stuff that, that would validate. What else are you finding health-wise? 
Um, We've talked about longevity, the heart, the liver, the kidneys, the brain. What about the brain and the cognitive abilities? Again, it's the same sort of thing. We, we've, we, we've looked at the brain, and probably that is going to be our next focus. Um, the, the, there's a compound that is very powerful in terms of the blood-brain barrier, uh, also for intestinal health as well, which is called chlorogenic lactones, which is actually a derivative of chlorogenic acid. So you start with really high chlorogenic acids, which are the polyphenols that, the, the, that are the antioxidants that reduce the inflammation. Um, and then from that, as you roast it a little bit darker, it starts creating from those chlorogenic acids, chlorogenic lactones. And there's two uh, two lipids uh, that are very powerful for the brain. One is called cafestol and the other is cowiol. Um, so we're working on that and we're playing around with that and we're trying to do some sort of studies that we think would uh, would validate. But it's it's a really unexplored direction. And in fact, you know, I've had lots of conversations with uh, with Dr. David Perlmutter about this, and he's he's really intrigued with this direction as well. I think it's intriguing to say the least. So it's good for every organ, every bodily tissue, cell in the system. It's good for longevity. Hi, my friends. Before I go any further, let me take a moment to, to acknowledge my sponsor, Unikey Health, at unikeyhealth.com, which is your universal key to health since 1992. I have been a spokesperson for this company for over 30 years. They're the home of all my weight loss plans, the Fat Blasting Bio Builder, which has been featured in national magazines. They also carry the ultimate brain support and the magnesium multitasker. So whether it's weight loss, internal cleansing, or just targeted health support, go to unikeyhealth.com. Tell them Anne Louise sent you. Do some people actually thrive on the uh, caffeine? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we, we all know those positive benefits that come from caffeine. It's so, so often that it, we conflate caffeine with, with coffee, and obviously they're two different things. What's interesting is people get that lift from the caffeine, but if they're drinking poor quality coffee, despite getting the lift from the caffeine, that's the reason why they get the crash afterwards, and that's why people hit the wall there's no reason to have that sort of that those negative effects from coffee. Um, you can have the benefits of the caffeine at the same time, feel great afterwards and not have, uh, uh, have any side effects. Um, those side effects are a result of poor coffee. And what can you say about the weight loss benefits with the chlorogenic acid? I think there's a number of factors in play here. I mean, I think that the, the, the first factor is if you use coffee as part of either intermittent fasting um, or you use it as a way just to drink black coffee and replace it with sodas and all these other things that are really just not good for you, you have the health benefits of coffee and at the same time, you have the avoidance of the bad stuff. So anytime you can replace your, your, your habit, if it's not water um, with coffee, I think that's very powerful. And then also the caffeine, as you you know is going to create more energy and and, and that is that helps burn calories um and uh, so while we don't present that as one of the things that we're focused on it's definitely one of the benefits of people of how people drink our coffee you know. so what will be the new directions you're going in and can we offer my listeners a special code 
Absolutely, that would be great. And the new the new direction is really what we can learn on the farm level. So the new direction, and I think we're the only coffee company that's, that's ever done this, certainly for health, which is to invest in the farm. And now we're starting to work on, on what we can do on the soil level for regenerative organic agriculture. So we make the soil quality a lot healthier, which makes the nutrients in the coffee better and greater. And so that's sort of the new... The new level for us is like just continually improve the product we have. Are you going to move outside of coffee? Um, not for the foreseeable future. We, we we sort of pride ourselves on the fact that we do one thing. We we put all our energy onto that one thing, and we think it's a very big category. And for the moment, we want to make sure that we really explore coffee or as far as we can take it. And as you know, I mean, you know, it's 164 Americans drink coffee every morning. I mean, <laughs> One or two cups to get yeah. them going. Now, you were in a very different business before you became a coffee owner. Could you tell my listeners what you did previous to being Purity's head honcho? Yeah, it was very different. I, I I had a software company in Latin America that I built up um, over 10 years, started in Mexico and then uh, offices in Mexico, Brazil, Colombia, Argentina, Puerto Rico, um, but eventually sold it um, in 2011. Um, but the funny thing was, I was never really passionate about that business. I mean, I was, you know, I was really passionate about international business and really enjoyed it, but I've never been as sort of uh, engaged uh, before as I am with, with coffee and, and the potential that it has to have a huge impact, not just on the, the people who produce the coffee, but the people who consume it. So it's a, you know, it's a, a real business of passion for me. How young can one be? to start drinking coffee can teens drink it can children drink it can kids drink it yeah i mean i can just tell you the the, the the way that i look at it when when doctors tried to prescribe my daughter with adhd medicine i mean i'm, I'm thinking okay it's okay for a 10 year old to effectively have what seems like legalized speed and coffee seem organic, great quality coffee is with Bowden. So, I mean, I, I just feel like, uh, I feel like it's a natural first step before you go to um, ADHD medication. It, 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 it provides a lot of the similar functionality. It certainly does with my daughter in terms of focus and concentration, but with none of the potential side effects, um, you know, it's, it's you know, potentially very good for her. Is it healthy for pregnant women? Um, we, in fact, I'll forward you an article that just came recently, a study on that saying that, that it is healthy, that, um, you want to watch the caffeine content. So 200 milligrams of caffeine, which is about two cups, um, has been advised. Um, I think apart from the caffeine though, especially with decaf, the chlorogenic acids, I can't see any issue why coffee would ever have any health, health and, uh, effect on, uh, on pregnancy. Is it good before, after, or between meals? Well, does it help digestion? Enough. Yeah, it does. It, um, coffee is a a, 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 um, a prebiotic. So, in other words, it actually creates. Um, uh, a, a, no, no, it's a. Oh, I can't even remember what it's called, but yeah, prebiotic, I think. It is prebiotic. Yeah, that's right. And so it, so it's very good. And it's one of the reasons why the Italians always drink coffee after meals, because it just creates that very healthy gut bacteria and helps with the digestion. So so it's the new fountain of youth. I like it. I'm, I'm going like with that, that title. Yeah, I think, okay. I think you nailed it. I, I'm, I'm certainly in support of that.
<laughs> I love it. This way, I think I think the one thing that's worth mentioning is that we don't have to change people's attitude. They're going to get up tomorrow morning and drink a cup of coffee anyway, right? So, I mean, this is one of these things that we're not persuading people to do something they don't already do. But I think what is important is if they focus on the quality of their coffee, it's only going to have a positive impact uh, in their health. Don't you think you have the highest quality coffee in the world? Uh, I mean, for health? Absolutely. Health and well-being. If if there is a higher quality coffee for health and well-being, it's by accident. Meaning like nature has produced some fantastic coffee somewhere. Maybe it's in Hawaii. And this one particular harvester coffee is off the charts and chlorogenic acids. But it's by accident, meaning that there was nothing intentional about the way they harvested the coffee or the soil or any of the, any of the, the processes. And because of that, it's very unlikely that that coffee will be off the charts the second harvest or the third harvest. What we're doing is we're creating consistency with the quality of the coffee for health. I love it. Any parting words for my listeners, Andrew? No, just, you know, um, give us a try. And, you know, we're, we're, we pride ourselves on amazing customer service. And so if you don't like the coffee, just, you know, let us know, we'll give you a full refund. I mean, it's, uh, uh, it's it's worth a try. You mm. can't beat that. And we're going to give everybody a special code in the show note. Perfect. Perfect. So well, thank, thank you. you for being my guest, Andrew Salisbury. Thank you so much. Where are you located? Um, so I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, but our offices are in South Carolina in Greenville. Lovely. I hope you come and visit me in Idaho. Oh, yeah. That's, I hear that's very nice this time of year. You, you owe us a visit. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Speak soon. Thanks. Thank you, everybody, for listening to First Lady of Nutrition. Check us out at firstladyofnutritionandlouise.com. Have a wonderful week full of health, vitality, and lots of good coffee. Bye-bye for now. And please don't forget to subscribe and like First Lady of Nutrition podcast. Thank you so very much.